If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I know nothing. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. Another you can't, you can't do that. You gotta say welcome. If you're gonna say welcome back, we're gonna be like stop welcome with back, the shit. Welcome. Nigga, you told me to do this shit. You're like keep interrupting me. Ah. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. back. Welcome, welcome back. back. This week. Welcome back to the last episode about the last UFC of the year. How's that one? You like that one a little bit better? A little bit it's better than like welcome shows. back, welcome back. I was that that was not my energy. My energy was at a 7.8. All right. And I want you, you need to acknowledge that. It that's was exactly not you're like describing a, a 4.6. Like that that's not where we were. <laughs> okay. Listen. Vroom vroom, motherfucker. Vroom vroom. You know what I mean? So again, another intro. Beat up the train, Junior. <laughs> yeah. I, I stopped on the train tracks on that one. Let Ethan hit me. So, but I Got back in rehabilitation. Let's get back on the road. UFC Vegas 66, Strickland versus Cannoneer. Last UFC event of the year. Yes. Um, overall, not like overall the event had the vibe of a letdown event. It was not like what the, you would probably want to end fucking the year on. I don't think. Apex events are fucking letdown or they have those vibes. Whenever you see UFC Apex is the venue, it's like, oh, yeah. So it's a letdown or it's a banger. And it's then a letdown. Or it's like, yeah. yeah. Because I was going to say, you know, but I feel either or because sometimes I'm like, you know, it's amazing. It, here's here's what it is. The Apex cards that they hype up and they're like, this one's going to be amazing. Sucks. The ones that they're just like, um, here's a card. You know, the, the UFC's like, yeah, we don't even know who's headlining the card. So you know, we don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the UFC P- PR is just like, who's yeah. fighting this week? And those cards have been bangers throughout the year for the most part. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, and this one was a little bit of that and a little bit of not. I will be right off the top, prelims, guys, if you got absolutely nothing else to watch, go for it. But there's there's one decision. I mean, there's one finish, which is a submission, which is um, we'll, we'll actually talk about it. You know, that's the one fight in the prelims we'll talk about. Um, but the rest of them were just decisions that just weren't super enjoyable. I, like I said, for the end of the year event, if I'm the UFC, I'm a little embarrassed. That's how my last event of the year went. One and a, a lot of other organizations rising. There, there's a lot of other organizations that are really like planning like an end of the year event. And but I feel like it's the UFC Japan just missed out on. But Japan has always been that way. They always load up their 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 uh, first of the year because I mean they go through the big stretch. Not only in terms of you have the Rise and Bellator but event. Dude, everybody's that way. The NFL New is Year's that Day. way. The NBA <laughs> is that way. They all have like holiday games. They like recognize. Well, we're like, talking about, we're talking about combat sports. Like the Japan UFC is kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, this another month. Combat you know? sports in general is kind of like that, though. Even in Japan, when you mentioned Japan, because we have, if we're going to go into wrestling, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah has a big card on January the 1st, New Year's, with a couple crossover right. events. And then you have the big Tokyo Dome show that everybody who knows anything about wrestling knows. That's on January the 4th. So they yeah. start the season off with the WrestleMania of Japan, basically. Right. So, you know, and that follows up always with a with a, a Pride event or back in the day, now a Ryzen event. This is, what, like the fourth or fifth year in a row that Ryzen's done a huge New Year's card. So, yeah, it's, and it will... 
we'll, and we're going to do uh we'll probably it'll probably coincide with that but we'll do like a end of the year probably mm-hmm. preview the Ryzen card coming up mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. maybe we'll get angel in on that if he's down or something you know what i mean i won't um, hold my breath huh i said i won't hold my breath well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah well, I would, we've got it planned, you know what I mean, for the one coming up. So that will yeah. be impromptu. So, but um, yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll do a, a end of the year episode two, a reflection, talk about all the stuff. You know, Ethan came up with a good idea before the pod about doing that. Yeah, and uh, I think it'd be a good idea because there's been so much that's happened this year from yeah. John Jones to Francis Ngannou, you know, Covington. Uh, Jorge Masvidal falling off the tracks. We have, you know, new stars uh, coming about. Um, O'Malley just, blooming. If you O'Malley. want to go down that round, yeah. Fucking Rosas. If you're talking about, you know, the, toward the end of the year, Rosas made a, a mark. Fucking Aljo defending his belt. The squeezing of the lemon that is Patty Pimblet. Patty Pimblet um, going from here to fucking here in terms of popularity. Oh, they're trying to get the juice out of him, dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, bro. Dylan I'm Dan- saying, bro. Dylan Dan- that guy Dan- back to Cage Warriors and let him promote the UFC in England. Anything? <laughs> did you see my? Did you see my Dylan Danis fucking video I sent you? Uh, no. With Gordon Ryan. Wait, which one? Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw. I saw actually from another highlight <laughs> of him talking about Dylan Danis. That was <laughs> just clip. like, what do you, what do you like about him? He's just like, I, I think it's amazing how he's able to stay relevant and absolutely yeah. do nothing. He's like, he must be living off an inheritance because he does like yeah. nothing for work. He doesn't teach. He doesn't fight. Like, what does he do? Probably. I, what's his fault? Fo- he's got social media following or something, right? Well, he may even mention that he's like he doesn't have sponsors. If you look at social media, like he's not promoting anything. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, it's, he's not. Oh, he's oh, not. Oh no, it's right. No, I don't think Coker's in the game. I don't think Coker's playing ball with him anymore, bro. I don't think he's got no one. Well, he to, mentioned he's like, he's like oh, whatever he wants. Off, dude. There's no got, one. He's still got a Bellator contract, but he's like, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and when your boss says that, how they does that feel? Yeah, off. dude. Hey, if you're at if you're at your job right now and someone was talking to you, talking to your boss about you, and they were like, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> you, you know, he's gonna be like, I don't care if he comes to work or not. And, and you got back to you how would that make you feel would you, oh, you'd be like fuck dude yeah that's a not a shit. position anyone wants to be in no you're a piece of shit yeah yeah you're like low-level employee it means it literally means nothing is depending on you and yeah, i mean basically. if you're scott coker you're i'm running as far as i can away from that guy i'm not giving yeah. him any fights <clears throat> You know, yeah. I would just let him go from his contract, but I think Scott Coker honestly is being a little bit of a hero for the community. He's well, Coker doesn't Coker's not known him, for he's keeping him there, and he's yeah. like, hey, Coker's if you want to go get yeah. killed by KSI, go for it. But uh, I'm not going to. Coker's give him not known for releasing fights. people, as far as I'm aware of. He lets them fight out their contracts and just doesn't resign them. No, but I'm saying maybe he's being a little bit of a hero here and just keeping this, you know, this cuck troll freaking <laughs> inside of Bellator so he can't go do anything else. I mean, yeah, probably. I don't know, man. He's just he's one of these guys to me. He's he's the same as like a Steven Seagal or one of these guys who's just like, yeah, I'm really good at fighting or whatever, but I don't have any real proof to show it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Gordon Ryan said his record in in 18 in, in, and 16 as a black belt. <clears throat> like, how do you that bog that boggles my that mind as, as a martial do, artist? Hey, hey, hold on. No, if you know about belted martial arts right now, if anyone's watching, you know about belted, yeah. You know that 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 smells bullshit. That means that record no, right got there his black belt from a legitimate place. Indicative of okay, so what? But that's indicative. That record for a black belt is indicative of two things: you train at a really fucking good place, and you compete in all the time, and you compete against really good competitors. It's either yeah. that, or 
you, you don't train at all. Black belt is not a fucking real black belt. I like, you're not I, a real black, black belt. His black belt is a legitimate black belt. He's got it from a legitimate source. I forget the name, but it's one of the, like the top tier Brazilians. It's funny that you forget the name though. <laughs> well, I'm not into I'm not into BJJ culture, so I don't I don't. I am, and I don't know who he got his fucking. I don't know who he got his belt from. And, and well, the same thing, I can't tell you one match I've ever seen him. Not one. Sorry. Org. Dylan. Dan, he doesn't even come up in the top five. He doesn't have a picture on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, I, we don't need to fucking spend a lot of time on this. Is this? Uh... Wow, they have boxing career as a thing. <laughs> like, you know, he no-showed the fucking KSI press conference. Because he's scared of that motherfucker. Well, I mean, I think he's. You just know, it doesn't to actually say it. like where he got it from specifically, but it does mention that he was that he was really. Uh, no, actually, no, it does. It says five, Dan- five point proven oh, live on 17, air. <laughs> Dennis started making trips to Marcelo Garcia's academy in New York, and at nineteen, he eventually moved to New York in order to pursue a career in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He doesn't after- have a black belt under Marcelo. Yeah, it says after wins at various high-level tournaments, he was awarded his black belt at the age of nineteen, uh, at nineteen years of age. So that's indicative that he got it from Marcelo Garcia, who's a legitimate fucking source of, of jiu-jitsu. <clears throat> Look, so sure. that's why I said it. It's not indicative it's of the like, fact. Listen, okay. as, a, as a black belt myself, as a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. A lot of these fighters you... get given belts. Let's just be honest. Oh, yeah. Well, a lot of these like, fighters oh, get given belts. Fighter wins by KO. Levels. Here's your blue belt in jiu-jitsu. You right. can go jiu-jitsu. Right. <laughs> right. Now, listen. I get it because you have some of this bullshittery going on with belt systems. Yeah. So you do have guys who are like, no, I'm at this fucking level. Like, I've beaten you and you're a fucking whatever. You know what I mean? I get that. But well, I'm not talking about that. You gotta, you gotta, the, one of the first things in jiu-jitsu, you got to learn, like, it's okay to tap. You know, everybody gets tapped in, in practice. At least. You go to sleep. Are you breaking arm? It's not that serious during practice. No, dude. That's why I'm fucking around. Like, yeah, yeah of course. No. I mean, but like I said, as well, a black belt, as a black belt, it depends myself, on where you train. It yeah. really does, though, because jujitsu, that's one thing, though. Brazilian jujitsu places are not all the same anymore. Correct. They're not like you can't just like walk into any jujitsu place and be like, this is going to be like a cool place where I can train a bunch of potheads. That's no. not like the case anymore. <laughs> there are full on gyms that yeah. certain people should just stay away from if you're not serious about jujitsu because yeah. you'll get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you'll get a fucking, you'll get a spine surgery. Yeah. You know what I mean? I trained jiu-jitsu twice. I went to a Gracie Baja and I had a good time there. I went to an American top team here in Orlando and I got wrecked by a 14 year old kid. He tapped me like yeah. fucking 10 times. And he's like, come on, dude, you're supposed to be older than me. He was talking shit to me while he was fucking tapping me. He got me in a guillotine. He got me in a fucking triangle and he got me in like a fucking, yeah. I don't, I want to say it was like, uh, might've been an arm bar. Might have been, but I tapped at least three different times. And he's like, come on, kid. I thought you liked MMA. And I'm like, this fucking little fucking putz, dude. <laughs> You're like, God damn it. I can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do shit. I couldn't yeah. do shit, bro. I, I, uh, I see. And I had a, I, I trained at a, I trained at an American top team jujitsu place in Denver. It was Bobby Lashley's gym, actually. Ooh. And I know me and you have talked about this off air, but I don't ever yeah. think I've mentioned on the podcast. And, you know, um, I got introduced to the gym by a couple Air Force guys that I yeah. that I knew when I was still in the military at the time. And so I started training there a couple times a week. And uh, I had a great experience. I had a wonderful experience of yeah. learning jiu-jitsu there. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't a, it wasn't crazy aggressive. Now, there were nights, certain nights you went where some of the guys who were, like, training 
yeah. for MMA fights. Yeah. Like those guys, you know what I mean? Like the 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 older people or some of the more slower people in the class wouldn't roll with those guys. You know what I mean? So like, but dude, there was a there was a, a freaking 55-year-old lady, Gwenda, I think was her name. She'd come in there and f- she was a black belt. She'd come in there and fuck us all up, dude. She oh. she was older, so she had like hip issues. So yeah. she would roll with like our class, which was obviously white belts and shit. Yeah. But we would get she would come in, you know what I mean? And she would just like for the she would skip like the formal stuff, then she would come in just for the, you know, just playing king of the guard. Because we'd do at least two, three hours, and it would be like the first hour and a half or an hour would be like technique, and then the last like hour or two just rolling. Yeah. And uh I mean, but yeah, it was intense for sure. I mean, there were so many days when like by the time we were done i couldn't even like pick my arms up to drive home you know what i mean i was like driving on the bottom of the wheel because my fucking my body and my arms are so exhausted from being in just so many different positions you think swimming tires you out dude do jujitsu oh yeah sometimes you know I mean? no doubt i mean i ain't saying swimming ain't <laughs> swimming ain't no bitch but you know what i'm saying it's like that. yeah it's that, it's a whole thing but yeah but i didn't have an experience ever really where i felt where it was like, whoa, this guy's like being like crazy or something like that. You know what I mean? And I never really saw it, but I've heard of it from other American top team gyms. And I yeah. think I only say that because I think the, the thing that Bobby Lashley was there, Master Ethan was the head of the jiu-jitsu program. I mean, he had a very <laughs> not you. Yeah, not you. No, no, not not you. Um, he had a very, you know, namaste, chill approach energy to martial arts in general and he brought that to the brazilian jiu-jitsu he's the first guy really kind of like spiritualized jiu-jitsu for me in a way uh before then you know what i mean i always kind of just looked at it as a martial arts but i didn't realize like the the community that jiu-jitsu has you know what i mean amongst it and the um, there's so many guys who roll and i'm sure it's like this for boxing and everything else but there's so many guys who roll and so many guys who do jiu-jitsu that need you know, yeah. what I mean? they need, yeah. need it for their soul. They need it for their life. Like, yeah, so that, at the time I needed it. You know what I mean? So, uh, I mean, that's how always anybody. Martial, yeah, martial, I recommend martial arts to anybody that needs an outlet to fucking let go of aggression or like needs a place where they can exercise and need a place to find people like that you can like relate to in some capacity. Like martial arts is no matter what martial arts you do is it's always a wonderful place to try and find something like that. So I'm in on yeah. the same as you, dude. And and the beautiful thing about it now is, you know, uh, the fact that there are so many jujitsu gyms and other martial arts out there. I mean, even Muay Thai is starting to kind of show up in a lot of places right now, which is really cool. Um, you can you can trial and error, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot. Of, and there's even places now that are, like, doing, like, online, you know what I mean? Some of yeah. the first guys on UFC – how they learned jujitsu was from those Caesar Gracie tapes. So don't yeah. knock it till you try it. I mean, so yeah. become a Caesar Gracie blue belt online today. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what Renner would say if he was here, right? <laughs> like, oh my god! Can't all right, sir. Shall we get on with the show? Yeah, we took a little sidetrack with fucking Dylan Dennis. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got sidetracked with Dennis there. He he's a sidetracker, dude. He'll get you. Um, yeah. so you know, look. Strickland versus Can- Cannoneer, UFC Vegas 66. Like I said, kind of a little bit of an underwhelming card. We're going to go ahead and start at the main main event, uh, Cannoneer versus Strickland. Um, you know, overall, Angel said it. You know, it was a little – it felt like a sparring match. And, I, 
you know, Strickland kind of fights like that in general. He has his awkward timing and he has really good footwork, but mm-hmm. he, he has his, it's awkward. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be amazing if someone, his style fought him. <laughs> that would be like the most awkward fight of all time. Like him and Dominic Cruz or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, I thought it was just, it was, it was a little bit lackluster. Uh, for what both of them have done in the past. It was still a I good think, fight. Don't get me wrong. It was still a good no, fight. No, no, it was still a good fight. But I think both of them were wearing scars, battle scars from the last fight. I think Strickland was wearing the getting knocked out by, by Alex, the current champ. You know what I mean? Who went on to knock out Izzy, become yeah. the champ. And then I think, you know, Cannoneer is kind of dealing with the same thing from getting beat by Izzy. You know what yeah. I mean? Even though it wasn't like it wasn't like Izzy beat him like fucking Alex beat <laughs> Strickland, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I felt like in that fight with Izzy, Cannoneer had showed a timidity that he never had shown before in his previous fights, or at least in the UFC. Yeah. So it was weird that he. I think he brought a little bit of that with him, not completely. He, and and definitely by the end of the fight, it was gone. But the first couple rounds, for sure had that little bit of weirdness, that timidity from Cannoneer that I that I thought lost him the fight in the um see I didn't feel that way. I feel like he was more patient. He was patient, he was analyzing, he was cautious. He and I mentioned I mentioned to you it it appeared as if he was calm. He was he had the situation under control. He was being a lot more analytical and I thought that was it wasn't necessarily a, a derivation of his previous fight. I just thought that that's how he chose to approach the style because of the fact that he respected Sean's uh, Sean's power. And Sean's ability. Yeah, I think there was a lot of that too. Um, but I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, a little bit of, yeah, a little bit of that, a little bit of both. We'll say, you know, um, Cannoneer was he was landing heavy though when he did land, and he was being more patient. He was trying to sit on the outside, um, but I think Strickland made it so hard for him because of that footwork. You know, he just kept circling to the outside and kind of jabbing with the left, and then coming in awkward. You know what I mean? Almost like stepping over his own feet in a way, you know? Yeah. So, uh, uh, but eventually, and then, oh, dude, we got to talk about this. That teeth kick, that kick to the body that he was throwing. Oh, that definitely was fucking up Cannoneer. That, that yeah. was definitely fucking his time. It's one, one, all one, up, one of the craziest techniques you can do. It literally is. You know, it reminds me of like an oblique kick. It's it so is. like annoying it and it's just so it like, ugh, like, and it's fuck. so effective and it's so effective. So effective. When he was landing it, there was some times where I was just like, dude, Cannoneer do a thousand sit-ups every fucking day in order to have that core to just take it. I mean, because Cannoneer, I mean, uh, Strickland must have landed like 30 of those kicks throughout the whole fight, dude. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was aggressive. You know, yeah. it was it was obvious that that was a clear part of the game plan. They must, they must sure. have been drilling that. For sure. They wanted to keep him back. They wanted to keep him back. Because if you noticed, when he wasn't throwing those kicks, or if he m- might have missed those kicks, Cannoneer was getting in. Cannoneer was landing his shots when those when those weren't landing. Yeah. So for I'm assuming, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming that's what the that's what the camp you know saw. They're like, this is the main thing. If This is going to be our main issue right here if he gets on the inside, which it was. Yeah. You know, and, and Cannoneer and, and the Strickland's credit. And that, that's part of why I actually thought he won uh, more, uh, you know, the rounds that I thought he did because I thought he did such a good job defensively staying away from the counters, staying on the outside of Cannoneer's true power range. Cannoneer was throwing shots, but he just wasn't able to get the ones that he needed, I didn't think. And he wasn't able to get there quite as quick as Strickland was. And if anything, like I said, it was throwing off Cannoneer's timing, the teak kick, and the fact that it was circling so awkward to the left yeah. on the outside. But, you know, um, 
obviously it and it wasn't the it wasn't like a blowout for Strickland. I didn't think at all. Um, no. I'm not mad that that Cannoneer won. I thought I just thought Strickland had had won the fight, uh, but it but it was so close. And that's what you get when you, you know, I mean? the, when you, you kind of fight that style. I feel like, and you, I'm the you opposite. Kind of I feel like I respect what you're saying in terms of his defensive prowess throughout the fight and, and being able to keep Cannoneer's worst off of him. But I still felt Cannoneer was more effective. Cannoneer had bigger moments in the rounds that he won. I thought he was more effective in the rounds that he won. And I admit, like I said, like I told you in the thing, I think round five was clearly Strickland. I think round two was clearly Cannoneer. One, three, and five can be left up to debate. I thought Cannoneer won one because of the fact that he had a few brighter moments. And I thought that uh, he won, uh, what's it called? He won four because, again, same thing, brighter moments. Although I will say that Strickland, out of all the rounds, I think round four was the closest of the four of the closest of the five. And so if you would have given that to Strickland, then he wins three, two. If you give it to Cannoneer, which I did, I had him winning three, two round three. I thought was again, same thing back and forth. I gave that one to Strickland. I thought Strickland was more effective by then. He had picked up on Cannoneer's tendencies and was able to do more defensive uh, tactics. He landed a few shots of his own and he looked like he was back in the fight at three. So I had Cannoneer winning three, two. If you gave round four to Strickland, Strickland wins. So again, same thing. Whoever guy would have won, it's not a big deal. It's not a massive fucking. It's not a massive egregious fuck up by the judges in terms of who won. But if we want to talk about the judges, Andy, where oh, in the hell do those three judges see forty nine, forty six in any of the directions, dude? Where in God's green about. earth did they see that? It's it's Targaryen. Madness, I don't fucking dude. know. It's do you? It's insane. I I. I, I like I, I continue to say week after week it's crystal meth. I, I believe that they are smoking rocks. Gotta be under the judging desk before it, they're watching. Instead the of fight. dry ice, it's fucking it's crack. It's insane. Um, when we talk about the Crosby thing, remind me to bring up seating arrangements for judges because that's something we need to talk about for sure. Um, but how does trust that me? Trust okay. me. I'll, all right, I'll, let, I'll let you deliver please, your point before I, I, I question it. Sure. Yeah, let's let's get back to it. But um, yeah, you know, I'm not mad at the decision. Uh, it could have gone either way, you know. But the scorecards are fucking atrocious. I mean, I just I, what, I don't what understand fight were they what fight were they watching. I yeah, I I don't. Every I mean, MMA panelist had it 49 40, or had it 49 48 one direction or the other. Most of them had Cannoneer. A few of them had had Strickland again. Yeah. Wouldn't have been egregious if Strickland would have won, you know. So where the hell do you see forty nine, forty six? Where do you see them? Where do you see any of the, either fighter winning four rounds of that fight? And it's crazy where? too because it's like Saul Diamato is not normally one of like all three of those judges right. are really respected. Judges. Yeah, the same all thing three. with Derek Cleary. I don't know yeah. so much about Camillo, but dude, He's I know the first time judge. Derek Cleary and Saul Diamato are like. Pretty good. They're so the end like, all of fucking of judges. It's kind of crazy. It's just, it's just one of those things where you're starting to wonder, like, okay, is this a judging issue? I don't. Got to be. There's definitely. There's not a consensus among judges, and that's a big problem. It's not just, but it's yeah. It okay. There might not be a consensus among judges, but what what we're looking at right here, it ain't even a consensus among the judge. I mean, these guys. You know what I mean? Like. It's just it, it is weird. I I didn't think the split was wrong when they said the split. I went okay, makes okay. sense. I could see the split. You makes know what sense. I mean? I thought if they would have went UD, like I said, because of my bias on the fight, I would have definitely said it would have been 
Strickland. So and I would have said Cannoneer. Right. Sure. But the fact that it was a split was fair. Okay. But the fact that the scorecards looked more like they were going for a UD is weird. You know what I mean? So three judges split weird and gave unanimous decision. Not well, I guess like, unanimous like the other guy beat the brakes off the yeah. other guy. No, like they scored it, it. They scored it like fucking like a, like a, like like each of them taught each Strickland other. Strickland didn't lead until round five for five fucking rounds. Strickland they scored it like that. Strickland didn't win till round five. Didn't bleed till round five, and it was his best round of the fight. And what's it called? Yeah, Cannoneer. That's, that's debatable. Was I thought best? it was for me. I it, was, it, was. it was honestly. I thought it was Cannoneer's best round of the fight. I watched the fight no. back, and I gave four rounds to Strickland, and and that was. And you saw forty nine forty six. That was fucking. That was that if was you round four to one. That's forty nine forty six. So you saw what they saw. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Defeating your own opinion. I don't know where these judges are. I gave four rounds to one. Well, clearly, no, I guess you saw I was gonna tell you. Yeah, but it wasn't like I, I didn't give a 10-8 to no, to nothing. That's no, not that's four. not 10 8. That's four rounds to one. Is that yeah? A, a, ten, a, five, a five round sweep is, is, is 50-45. Well, hey, look, I four nine forty six, four to one. If another if another round I could have given to him, it would have been round two. But what I was gonna tell you was in the chat when you were saying fucking three two, I was like, bro, don't ask me. Cause when I first watched it, I had all five rounds. You had five oh, and I'm like, yeah, you were high as a motherfucker. No, bro. I watched it. I literally you I was, were I was you cooking. Fucking. I was cooking when I was watching. Yes, yeah, so you weren't even paying attention. I literally thought I'm like, dude, that's yeah, every time you looked up, you're like, oh, strictly connected. <laughs> Cook down. What baby? Okay. Oh, they said oh for a Strickland punch. Oh, I guess he's winning the fucking round. <laughs> so, look, but I'm not a judge. You know what I mean? Thank and these God. guys weren't. These guys weren't making chicken wings. They're watching the fight. So God you can't damn. hold them to the same standard. These guys should have fucking had it right. Yeah, you're not getting paid fucking three thousand yeah, dollars for a fucking fight. Oh my God! I just thought I couldn't wait to tell you. I was like, dude, don't ask me how many fucking rounds I gave Strickland. You're gonna be so. You're gonna there. You could have called me Crosby last week. You could last week. You Crosby yourself. You tried to Crosby me, but you Crosby yeah. yourself. No, you just Crosby yourself. Great. I did. Yeah, we both. Did. That was awesome. Fuck it. Okay. I'm gonna Andy make a, Crosby. <coughs> I'm gonna make a video of a compilation in a year from now of Andy and Ethan Crosby and themselves. <laughs> That'd be great if we had the ability. Well, Sean doesn't have the time, unfortunately. That'd be great to be able to. No, like, but he told me uh, yeah, I do. You know, I can. I can get. Starting from next year, that. you should like go through and make a bloopers, get blooper clips, and then at the oh, end of the year we can do a, we can do a bloopers. We like, can do it from everything we've got now. We literally can make part. a. We can make an hour long compilation of everything we have now and do it of bloopers. Yeah, we should do it. All right. Um. But anyway, going back to the fight, you know, um. So Cannoneer picks up the win, you know, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And so um. I don't know what you do with him, um, but I will tell you this much. I'm not mad if you want to give him a, a fucking shot. I, I wouldn't be mad if you eventually want to line him up for a shot, especially against Pereira. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know what, what they're doing with, with him right now. They haven't do they up, They haven't updated the rankings. So oh, yeah, they, like, did. yeah they have. They I have, think they they're have. trying to get a fight with Comtar. And now that Whitaker is free, I'm curious to see if they're going to try to do that. So, but for Cannoneer, I mean, dude, he's three. So it's like, well, not a Whitaker's off. Give him Whitaker. I give him Whitaker. Him and Can- Whitaker and Cannoneer. That'd be a yeah, great. Whitaker and Costa's off. But it's just weird that it's 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 short timing. I I don't know if Cannoneer. You know what I mean? If Cannoneer is gonna, he would definitely take the fight. I mean, he's, he's in February. He's, he's so like I mean, that, and it, we don't know what the medical suspensions are. 
That's enough time. Yeah, that's true. The medical suspensions. And it's so, NSAC. NSAC is always going to be cautious with those suspensions. But that would be a good fight. That would be Jared Cannonier and Robert Whitaker. Let's go. That would be a good fight. Yeah, that would be a good fight. I agree. As for Strickland, what about Strickland? Costa. <laughs> kind of re- it's kind of like a reward in essence. It's like you're begging you're begging Strickland. Like, listen, please put this guy out of our misery. Please. Costa's uh Costa's I don't even I don't know if we're gonna see him in the UFC again. We, we could talk about that. Bro, can too, you right? imagine can you imagine the, the pre-fight, the pre-fight talk and lead up build up to Costa and Strickland? Bro. That would be fucking great. Dude, like Strickland would be calling him, yeah, all kinds of fucking names. Dude. Oh, that bro. would be insane. And like Paulo would just like come back with like some broken English and probably call him something that would be considered offensive. Where's Strickland from? Where's Strickland huh? from? Where's Strickland from? Redneck somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. Uh, no, he's from Cal- I'm sorry, he's from California. He's from Corona. He's from California. he's some he's from a ville. He's from a Ummerville somewhere or something. Like that. They, they, they announced him fighting out of Corona. Yeah. No, he is. He's from California. I was just fucking around. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, yeah, it sounds because I'm in California. It sounds like fucking like he. You would think he belongs, especially with his fucking prior history, that he would be in some fucking Naziville, fucking Arkansas, or some shit. No, I, I think he grew. I think he did spend some time in the South. He was on Ariel's show talking about it at one point. But um, we got Wikipedia up now, so let's do Sean Strickland. Yeah, because Wikipedia is accurate. no Wikipedia page. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. You no, know, California. Strickland sure. and Brunson would be a good fight. That'd be a good lead up too. I hope he makes him blood, Brunson. Yeah, or who knows, Brunson. Brunson might turn into freaking blonde Brunson and freaking go, go Super Saiyan on him, dude. Hate that. Honestly, I don't know. It doesn't matter because Strickland's so entertaining at this point. Yeah, you could put him up against anybody, and it, he's just literally like the the. Did you watch the press the his presser, bro? If you have not watched him roasting the media the day the the, the media day that he did the, during the week of the fight the lead up go back and watch it's so funny he's, he's always he's a funny guy he's one of the quickest like witted oh he is oh he like is. he's like a comic he's, he's literally general. like a stand up comic like he's just yeah. like he's so quick with it yeah so it's just funny how he he literally was like roasting the reporters like anything the reporter said dude. He needs like, his own podcast. He literally, needs to he was just like anything they asked, any any words that they spoke was just ammunition for fucking yeah. Strickland to be like, ah, "Oh, you freaking loser! <laughs> I bet you, <laughs> you know what I mean." Just like John Strickland, it looks like the ultimate like push the dweeb in the locker guy in high school. He kind of does. He definitely pushed some dweebs in the locker. But he'd fuck you up if you tried. Yeah, if you tried to fight him, he definitely would. He'd, he'd be like, oh, that's cool, man. I actually know how to fight, so you're kind of fucked, idiot. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Three pieces and a soda. In the locker anyway. So anyway. So yeah, that's what you do with him. So uh, moving on. Next fight. All right. Um, Armin Sarukian versus Demir Asmugalov. Oh, damn. I, I knew I was going to fuck one of them up, dude. That's I was Magalov. so close. As Magalov. Yeah. It was close. It was close. It's it was better close. than fucking, uh, what's his face? Uh, God damn, I forget his name now. Um, caucus. <laughs> the Caucus. The Caucus, yeah. The Caucus. Caucus, caucus of the Caucus, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, look, it, it was a good fight. It was definitely a it good was. fight. A co- good. It was all right for the. Co- I like name. the background that they that they're like they're basically semi teammates. They're pseudo teammates. They are. Yeah. I it kind of made. I think that's why it went the way it went. But it was all because it was almost like a battle of the wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like right at the beginning, 
Azuma yeah. Gulov just came out like trying to just bang. He just came out firing. He's yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, let me get this because I think he knew. I mean, look, Armin Sarukian just got really good top game. He's got really good ground game. He's got really good grappling. He, if he gets a hold of you. It's kind of an issue. Yeah, and that's exactly what fucking happened. I mean, yeah. like, you know, like yeah, is uh, uh, is is I'm about to start calling him just Loft. Loft fucking definitely, you know what I mean? He took off, you know, yeah. like I said at the beginning, like a rabbit, dude. But yeah. eventually he weathered, you know what I mean? It, it just wasn't enough. And, yeah. you know, when you when you shoot the takedown 21 fucking times, you can only yeah. defend so, so many much. times, dude. And eventually, you know, Sarukian just was like, no, come here. I got you. He, he, grinded, the shit out. he grinded the shit out of that victory. No doubt. He it definitely grinded. It was a little, the co-main and, and main were definitely a little lackluster, so it was not the spectacle that was the rest of the card. But yeah, it was all, it was still a pretty good fight. I got a good fight for Surukian next. What? Gamero. Okay. Seven, seven and nine. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, it's another. Well, you know, Gamero's he's more of a, uh, a striker, but he's definitely got a ground game as well. So that would be interesting if you want to move up the ranks. But he was saying he's like nobody wants to fight him. That's above him. I mean, but, you know, when you look at who's above him, it's really tough to fucking find somebody who where it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Fazeev is the only other one, I would think. Right? I'd see that. I'd watch that. It'd be a good fight. Fazeev, Dos Anjos is, is eight. That's right below him. And then everybody else is the, the fucking the murderer's row of Chandler, Darius, uh, Gaethje, Poirier, Oliveira, and Makashev. So, I mean, you know, his only real options are Gamero and Fazeev, truth be told. I mean, maybe Dos Anjos if he wants a fucking if he wants another fight. But I, Dos Anjos is aiming for those guys for Chandler, Dariush, Gaethje, somebody like that. So yeah, he's yeah. trying to take it. What about Ismagulov? Um, I mean, these the rankings are updated because Drew Dober, who we'll talk about next, um, he's in the rankings now. Um, Moicano so much credit though; they don't really. Right? I mean, Sorry. Dober or Dawson. 14 and 15. I think that's the only thing that makes sense logically. I would I would surmise because I mean Dan Hooker and Jalen Turner are above him, and mm, I don't know about that. Moicano is going to be angling because you know he's got a sudden rise in popularity. If and- Isma Gulov comes out fighting like he did in the first round, I'd like to see that against Dan Hooker. That'd be fucking fun. Yeah, that would be. That'd be fun. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I'd be down but, for Dan Hooker. I you know, but going back, look real quick, just going back to the fight, I think. You got to give Ismagulov some credit, though, for the grappling that he did put yeah. up with at first. He was not, but he was Definitely. not. He, he just got overwhelmed. Yeah, he got overwhelmed. He wasn't outgunned. Out-gunned. He was not outgunned. He was just overwhelmed. And yeah, I could see definitely. Yeah, he lost on technique. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Sarukian is definitely the better of the two, but it's not like he was a screw. He had some counters. He stuffed some take. He stuffed a lot of takedowns. He stuffed some shit right on the ground. Down. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not inept by any means when it comes to a ground game. So, it was just not his night. Dude, he's, he, he fucking literally um, – uh, Sarukian got 7 of 21, meaning that fucking Ismagulov stuffed 14 fucking yeah. takedowns, dude. 33%. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, but uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Um. We got uh, Amir Alabazi versus Asan- Alessandro Costa. Um, this is this was to me almost like not the main event, but it was like the co-main. Uh, it was fun fucking fight, dude. This is fun. this is like the rest of the card from here on out is fireworks. Like yeah. main card is fireworks. Yeah. 
watch yeah. it. Yeah. You can even skip the co the or watch just highlights of the main and the co-main, but I'm telling yeah. you right now, go yeah, back and watch one, these two, next three, three four, four fights. fights. Yeah, the next four fights were fucking awesome. Fucking great. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, he looked dude, great. He, to he become looked- with like Costa just came out like like a like yeah. a freaking meteor, dude. He was just yeah. like, I think he knew that he yeah. needed to try to overwhelm Albazi. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. uh it was a cool, it was cool to watch, you know what I mean. Because Albazi yeah, didn't, didn't, didn't fold, but he was like, "Well, fuck, let me let this guy fucking, yeah, you know, shoot me, his wad." Yeah, basically. And then once he did, Albazi took over, got him on the ground, and he was a motherfucker. Yeah, dude, bro, that ground and pound, some of those shots, the thuds when those when those fucking punches hit. Good God, good God! Like you know, you gotta give credit. Yeah. You gotta give credit to fucking uh, what's his face, to Costa. Yo, like his core. His core must be fucking rock solid. He was eating, eating body shots on that ground. And that that was one of the best things about that fight was the variety of the ground and pound. Everybody always sticks, try to go for the head, go for the head. No, Albazi was patient. He went to the body, went to the head, went to the body, tried to circle around, tried to get a position. When he couldn't get the position, back to the ground and pound, body, head, head, body, head position. He was constantly trying to find the the finish in various ways and he was calm about it he wasn't shooting his wide like, like he was very him. calm about it and he that was, was very the, technical yeah. very technical and very fucking that was the difference because costa yeah. was not calm he was very just explosive from the beginning and was yeah. a little floppy yeah. and albazi just was able to avoid or withstand the barrages from costa yeah. eventually and yeah. yeah he you know smoked himself out and then albazi i mean round one round one was close does. round one was close and then round two and round three not close. They were not close. I, yeah, they were close, but I felt like the entire time, like Albazi was just, was just right ahead of Costa. It was Albazi's fight. It was Albazi's yeah, fight. It was definitely Albazi. Costa fight. kept playing into Albazi, and that's always, you know, the the mark of a, of a, of a, a very solid win when one fighter plays into the other fighter because most times that other fighter who's playing into the other fighter isn't gonna win, and it, even though Albazi had the weather a little bit of a storm. He was in control from start to finish, I would say. Yeah. I got to fight for him. Go ahead. I know who he, I know who he goes next. Go ahead. Uh, Nicolau. Flyway. Matthias Nicolau. He just fought. He just won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, see that. fucking fight. Or Roy Val. That would be a good fight, too. Brandon Roy Val would be good, but isn't... Didn't he just lose to Kai Kai France? Anyway. Well, I mean, freaking... To me, I think Kai Kai France is next. If they ever fucking... And fucking... This division is a mess. Because they keep releasing motherfuckers. And Tim Elliott isn't going to fight no time soon, thanks to fucking James Krause. You know your division's in trouble when you're fucking on the fourth fight for the fucking the, the, uh, the two uh, the two guys who've been fighting for the belt. <laughs> I mean, they've been damn good fights, so you got that going. But, great yeah. fights, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, like you when you when you spend all that time building up four fights, no, you spend zero time building anyone else. Everybody else. So, there's no parity. Yeah. There's real there's no really parity no from like from fucking three down. I honestly are like the next yeah. one up, but even then they're like still a different level compared to Moreno and fucking and uh Figueiredo. I think Dana's and trying no. to fucking suffocate it again. He's been trying to for years. Yeah, I think Henry Cejudo's the one who saved it. And then once Cejudo retired or and yeah. went or tried to go up, man. He's the Raza Ghoul for the flyweight the flyweight division. You know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. literally like he tried to sink him before. Now he's yeah. coming back the second time to fish him off and kill, yeah. you know, kill Bruce this time and really yeah. set him ablaze. So yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know what's going on with the, the division, but 
yeah, I think Albazi and Nikolai would be a good fight. Let's see who you know gets up there um, in this flyweight trap. <laughs> you know, what do you off, fight if you're in flyweight? First off, they gotta get rid of weight. <laughs> yeah, first off, they gotta get her, they gotta get her, get rid of women's featherweight. Get eat that shit, eat that shit clear out, and then fucking there I mean, is no women's featherweight. Yeah, you gotta eat it. There you isn't one to eat. Retire it's that not belt. Even existent. Retire that belt. You're only doing it for posterity's sake, so Amanda can walk out with two belts. When Amanda yeah, retires, yeah. the belt retires. That's that the division retires. That's what it is. It is so fucking red, dude. Like it, to this day, just fucking it's, This but is it's a waste. Every like, time I look at these goddamn rankings, it's a waste of it code. It begots itself. Her face it, there in this blank space is a complete waste of code. It yeah, begots itself. It's literally like, yeah, the UFC awful. brought in Cyborg, made awful. one division for one person, awful. and it's literally what five, six years later. Yeah. literally still just for one yeah. person and it ain't even the same fucking person how crazy is that it was supposed to like, be for cyborg yeah how it's insane is that it was it was it's supposed to be for cyborg build a division off of cyborg cyborg didn't even stay in that division she fucking went heavier oh, she, or something no, right in that division she stayed in that division oh she did stay in the division but anyway yeah, but she had, she had the issues with Dana, man, the first couple fights remember they were like it's 140 we're gonna do 140 they didn't want to yeah. give her the 145 for some fucking no the, her first fight was 140 and then she's like i can't do this again yeah it's and so they gave her the 145 and she stayed there she won the belt and then she lost and then she had the issues with with uh with dana she split and now she's champion over at uh that was a mess too. That was a whole mess too. And then, yeah, you 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 create the division for this one girl, and it, you build no talent in between. You don't bring no. anybody in. You, you know, no. the biggest name in the division isn't even in the company, so it's just weird. You know, what I mean, Kayla Harrison is fighting for fucking PFL. She's the biggest yeah. name in that division, so yeah, it's just weird. Um, weird stuff. Anyway, does Bellator have a flyweight division? I don't even remember, and that tells you a lot. Um, you know who has you know who has a, a flyweight division? One, one FC. You read my mind. If you know, can you imagine these guys in one? Oh, that would be fantastic. All these guys. Honestly, do. no. I think a lot of them would get murdered. <laughs> you think? Yeah, because one's flyweight division is full of fucking Muay Thai and kickboxing killers. Oh yeah, it is. It is for sure. Like and and the 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 most of these guys, some of these guys, Kakar France, a couple of these guys like that. Most of these guys are wrestlers. The top, so. you know something? I think the top seven would be fine. Uh, you could put Machinelle in there, even though he lost. You know, the top eight, I think, would survive in Bellator. What, Papa? I think Brandon Marino would go over there and have a hard time. I don't think he gets smoked in every fight. Bro, DJ went over there and had a hard time. Yeah, I know. DJ. Yeah, I know. And DJ murders all these guys, by the way. Still, still right does. Still does. Still yep. does. Still does. So, 100%. Fucking, that's why I'm saying, like, that's why, that's why I said last podcast, you know, Chatry is almost just like, come over. Darius, I'd love to. We'll give you. We'll give you the oversized contract. You'll need it to, to wipe your tears. You'll need it. Yeah, you'll need it to wipe your tears. You'll, yeah, you'll need you the extra dollar bill and just. We got investors, so don't really care about it. Go for it. <laughs> that's what we need. We need investors. Uh, oh yeah, that's definitely what we need. <laughs> um, we de- we definitely need to fucking be be accountable to a bunch of people for money. <laughs> Can you imagine? We'll have to worry about oh, that. I'll have a thousand dollars. That'd be the worst mistake they ever made. Fucking take that right now. For real, bro. Imagine if we came up on Joe Rogan money. For bro, <laughs> we would be doing fight companions in Russia. Hey, and it, and, and exactly me That's and you fine. both were like, you know what? Not bad deal. That's, That's exactly why you don't give I'll, us the money. I'll, bro. You'll see me in the finest <laughs> North Face. I'll be bundled to the fucking tits in fucking North Face and Eddie Bauer and Columbia yeah, here. 
because I'll need that yes. shit because in the negative 100 degrees in fucking Siberia. Reporting right outside the gulag. I'm not I'm not fucking getting nuked by my own country while I'm watching a fight, dude. No way, bro. Right. I'm staying here. <laughs> nah, I'd go for sure. I've always wanted to go to Moscow. I always thought it'd be cool. Go check out the Red Square, you know, go check out where the Germans took over at one point and then lost again. So, yeah. you know, try that shit out. We should not going to go in the history. We'll close that nerd door. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, this next fight, really, uh, one of my favorite fighters. I've watched him since he first came to the UFC when he was like a kid. He was like 20, 21 when he first got in the UFC. Yeah. Um, Alex Caceres has been I've, one of the like, top yeah. like guys to watch out for for a long, so fun. long time. Every fight of so his is fun. fun. I've always and that's Alex a perfect Caceres. way to describe his career. His career has been yeah. fun too. Just anybody not, that. Anybody that mimics the Taekwondo background, for me, I love. That's why I still love Steven Thompson. <laughs> Alex Caceres has been like that. You know, those type of guys I always gravitate yeah. towards because of my background in martial arts. So I've always been a big fan of Caceres myself. But he's always like, you know, it's not it. It's not like he's been a little a letdown, but his career trajectory has been a little bit of a letdown of where I think most fans wave. That's yeah. all like wave. Big wave. A lot of guys are like that. Uriah Hall. You know what I mean? There's a yeah. ton of a ton of prospects who are like that. Yeah. But Caceres has a style that is very unique, which is one of the reasons why he's always stayed around. Yeah. And um, he looked better than he has in a while. Last time I remember him fighting like yeah. this was never. So, yeah. um, you know, he came out with that real Bruce Leroy energy kung fu shit, dude. He just straight really up. did. He straight up came out with it. And I, straight up he did. I, he came out. He was, I, it was just something different about his whole thing. I don't know if he's, you know, been doing some, sorry about that. I hit the mic. Fucking. Oh, um, I, hear anything, I don't know if he's, you know, doing some kind of, you know, um, uh, coaching, you know, like mental coaching, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so he's doing something for sure. Yeah. And he landed. I mean, one of the most beautiful jab, like follow up with a question mark hook like kick that i've ever seen it was just it was it was yeah it was just so flawless it was a follow-up and i really love i really liked the um i really liked the the commentary from dom when he mentioned he when he broke down how he threw that kick he threw it off he was setting it up he knew as soon as he missed that punch um let me follow it up with something and Mm, he caught him with his hands down perfect slap to the jaw Followed it up with another couple punches. Yeah. Out of it. And at first I was like, that's kind of an early stoppage. And then he's fucking bambied his way up. And I was like, oh, that was a great stoppage. No, dude, he was out. It, was and you could stoppage. tell that's a technique. It's like he's trained. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he threw it like yeah. so it's, out it's, of reaction. So, yeah, exactly. Because I was going to say it's a very awkward. The way he threw it was so awkward. But in order for you to throw something like that and connect, you have to train that. That's well, not, and also, that's too, not you have awkward. to see that in training. You have to yeah. know that a guy – from slipping the punch, yeah. he's now going to be putting himself in yeah. that attack range. He was for resetting. Yeah, because he was right. in the middle of resetting back. He walked right he, into it. I mean, it was... No, he didn't walk into it, but his hand back. was down and up, and he had the range. Because Harris had the range. If if the guy was a little well, He leaned back, into it. He definitely was going into the kick. He was still coming back, though. That was the thing. He was coming he back. Was, but that's what was... In the of a reset he when he got hit. He was slipping and resetting the jab and literally walked into the fucking... Yeah, because I mean, he had overcommitted the Caceres jab. Overcommitted him actually him. with the damn you know, the top he of his foot. Him, he hit him with the right fucking he, he did not hit him in the shin. He did not hit him with you the shin. You know what I mean? No, he didn't hit him with the shin. He hit him with the he hit him with the with the top of the foot, um, beginning of the ankle area. That's where he hit him with. 
He did not hit him with the shin. It was not a shin kick. It was so short though. He was he was because he was so close. That's why he hit him like that. No, he was pretty. He he outstanded. It was it he was he was pretty outstanding. Truth be told, he was pretty extended on that. I don't know. We'd have to watch it back. But yeah, regardless, he caught him with it was a beautiful. It was beautiful. It was a glorious counter. Glorious counter. Yeah. So I've got a couple fights, I think. Well, and then too, but uh, before we get to the fights, before yeah. before he even hit that, dude, his performance was masterful. He literally was evading. Yeah. I mean, he was in the fucking matrix for this one. He yeah. literally was evading things he was so much yeah. quicker. He was countering perfectly. Yeah, he was he very stepping sharp. in. Sharp, you know what I mean? sharp he and knew, quick. He knew where head. everywhere everything was in the octagon. He knew yeah. where he was. He knew where the yeah. spider was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, that's that real Bruce He wrote up what it is. It's kind of like he is what he is. He, you know, he stands very, not stationary, but, you know, he's got his, like, particular stance. It's, you know, it's a very grounded, like, standing up stance. So sure. it was easy for him, for because somebody like Caceres, who's very quick, to be able to be nimble in that fight and be able to maneuver the way he did. In order to fucking position himself to get to that particular strike, and like I you mean, said, I mean, just the reaction time to be able to throw that at the time that he did, yeah, the way he did was wonderful. It was definitely wonderful. I mean, I'm sure he, I'm sure he uh, trains like that all the time. That and that's the other thing you hear about him. You hear that he's one of these guys who's just like absolutely incredible in sparring. He's got one of these styles that's just you know. He's just really good at countering. He's really good at movement, understanding distance, but hasn't yeah. always translated into the cage. You it know doesn't. what I mean? It I would say if if it had, he would be like at a level of a, like an Izzy or even a Uriah Hall Uriah uh, striking-wise. Yeah, like striking level-wise. I'm not talking about, like, you know, he'd be no, a champ, Izzy's I'm just saying. Izzy's different. Izzy's just on a different terms of striking. Uh, Uriah Hall, though, I, yeah, I see that. I don't think so. I think I think Izzy, I think Izzy's on a different level, but I'm talking about if – if he was una, unafflicted by these other things in his career and, and stuff like that, I think yeah. he, he would graduate to that level in yeah. his own style. You know what I mean? Is he okay. just has a, a different style? You know okay. what I mean? And he's fair. a master. Yeah, 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 that's fair. That's fair. Okay, that's you fair. Know. That's fair. But uh, yeah, you know, um, what, what? Who do you see him going next? Because yeah, what do we do with him now? You know, Ige. it's kind of interesting. Ige. Okay. Yeah. Dan Ige. I, I like that. To, I would love to see a Danny Ige fight. Edson Barboza would be another great fight. I think Barboza would win that. Oh, but. Edson Barboza would be a good fight. A very tough test. I like the idea yeah. of Dan Ige a little more. I agree. And um, Sadiq yeah. Yusuf is another solid one as well. That's 12. Um, Bryce Mitchell's kind of fucked at this current moment in time, so we can't say Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be. Actually, if I'm Caceres, I wouldn't take that fight because he's just going to fucking grab you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking so after the last fight, oh, he's yeah. going to be. I'm very oh, curious to see how he bounces yeah. back. I'm very curious to see how fucking how Bryce Mitchell bounces back if he does bounce back. What if he just goes? Well, on? it depends on if he believes in gravity, how much he'll bounce. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, <laughs> I fair. I that's fair. I think good, good ding, know, good ding, sir. Good, good ding. What the bow? And um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I I could see that for for Caceres, but mm-hmm. he just need a. He just said, oh, and you're right, too. Yeah, I'm watching it again. He definitely caught him like, on the edge of the ankle. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he was moving away. It might, when I remember it for some reason, I thought he was moving more to the left. And not was, all head kicks are shin kicks, brother. That's true. That's very true. But when they I are know, shin kicks, they're fucking sweet. What, shin kicks are for sure more powerful. Obviously, it's a bit, it's the harder part of the bone. When you slap somebody with the top of your foot, you're doing it for effect. And you're doing it. Let me phrase that. When you are... um 
in a like traditional martial arts when you slap at the top of your foot you're doing it for effect and sound it's not nearly as effective compared to when you hit with the ball of your foot or if you hit somebody with your shin or your heel obviously the harder parts of that region so the fact that yeah. he was able to down him with the top of his foot shows you how it shows you a few things it shows you perhaps Arosa's chin isn't up to up to snuff could be how powerful the top of his foot is because it's still a powerful kick when you hit it right so it could be just how powerful. technique just landed so beautifully yeah for sure for mm-hmm. sure so that's another thing i was going to mention so yeah it tells you a few things but yeah it was still a, a beautiful kick caught him at the top of the foot right in the jaw stunned him hit him with some follow-ups it was a yeah. wrap. so awesome yeah and it, and it really was like you said that uh wasn't necessarily the shin but dude there's something good about a, a good shin, a shin to chin. Always. Just, like, you Always. know, they, I like, I like sweet shin music. You know what I mean? Sweet. Shin I mean, to me, the best shin kick of all time. Better than sweet the, chin music, in my opinion. I feel like the best shin kick in UFC history for me, though, still is fucking uh, Holly Holm. Is a Holly Holm on Ronda Rousey's neck. It's the best oh. one. Best yeah, one. Dude, that shin to neck. She got spinal bifidus when she fucking got that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, <laughs> dude that thing. Yeah, that kick was vicious. Kick that bitch in the carotid artery and went night night. Crazy. Shame, shame on you, Edmund. <laughs> shame Head on movement. you, motherfucker. Head movement. Shame on you. What you did to that girl's career. Where is he? I have not. Who seen cares? Him. I have not seen him. Who cares? Fucking fuck him. Head Who movement. Shit? Head movement. Yeah, you know how to MMA, huh, guy? Um, all right. Well, uh, let's see. Moving on. Uh, next fight, dude. The next fight. Fight this, of the night. Fight of the night, dude. Bobby Green versus night? Dobert, huh? Did it win fight of the night? I don't know, actually. I don't I, I don't. I don't remember if they won fight of the night or not. I don't even think. Yeah, Dana was there. I was going to say, wait, Dana wasn't even at the press conference. but no. um, Yeah, Bobby Green uh, versus Drew Dober. I mean, dude, what a fight. Like, just a fun wow. fight. Bobby Green just himself. <laughs> Piecing him up. Bobby Green was piecing up Drew Dober before the end of that fight. Round two, Drew Dober did better. He did much better in round two, but he was getting pieced the fuck up. And he tried to take down Green in round one. He tried to initiate. When he started feeling the stings, he was like, oh, no. Oh, take down. And then Bobby stuffed it immediately. And it was like, nope. My world. Yeah, we're not doing this. No, dude. We're standing. We're standing. Which Which is a dangerous game considering his last fight. You know, and, it, I mean? and it's also it's a dangerous game because Dober fucking has the chin, and Dober has the power. You know what I mean? He's like a miniature fucking uh, Justin Gaethje. Yeah, he's, he's a miniature Gaethje. He's a he miniature Chandler. He's yeah, a miniature Chandler. When in terms of his power, yeah, man, he, he literally. I mean, look, Green must have shoulder rolled him fucking fifty times. In yeah, the first round and a half because it yeah. was insane how many times he missed. Fucking, he missed Bobby yeah. Green. Bobby Green was with that air, and then Green would hit him with a quick counter. He was piecing him up, piecing him up. It was so beautiful. Was, it was certainly like I was like, dude, King yeah. Green is fucking at it, dude. You know me, I yeah. love Bobby. So I was Bro, you know what that him. reminded me of? It reminded oh. me. Of, it reminded me of Dom Cruz at his height, or not Dom Cruz. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Cody Garbrandt. It reminded me of Cody Garbrandt a little bit in his height, bro, when he was like dancing around after he kept making this motherfucker miss. Like if Bobby Green could fucking like break dance. He probably would have fucking broke dance on Drew Dober because he was fucking swinging at air, laser sharp fucking counters. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Right at the end, did you hear what he said at the beginning of round two? You remember what he said? 
he, he we look he looked over at Dober. He's like, that was fun. Let's do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my. He's like, yeah. Let's fuck this kid up some more. Let me yeah. piece you up some more. Let's do that again. Yeah, like, he was, oh God. He was on, and that's why it was just so was like a knife to the gut when it started becoming a little more apparent that like, yeah, miniature Justin Gaethje was just going to get his head fucking. He was just going to become a, a, an, in a real fucking life, uh, an IRL bobblehead dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he literally Dober was a bobblehead just getting blah, 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 and, blah, bro. Blah, and blah, Dober blah. for his credit was hardly affected. Well, yeah, because also Bobby doesn't throw fucking thunder like he, he throws thunder. it. No. He's more of a more of a, a technical boxer, and he's Volume. not gonna yeah. load up on every single punch. You know what I mean? But he doesn't load up until like he knows when to load up, though. Yeah. It's not like Bobby can't. Yeah. I just don't think. I think he was having too much fun with Dober, and yeah. just started. He he he. I mean, but you can't even say that it was his game plan was flawless. Dober just went in there, took a fucking couple jugs to the head, and was just like, I don't care. And, yeah. and got in eventually enough to in the, hurt finish. the finish one, dude. The finish, he took one, slipped the other, and then he hit him with the counter after the slip. And boy, was that a counter! I thought it was the left at first. He hit him with the right, right. And Green just sunk, sunk, sunk on that, sunk. Knees gave out, smacked his head, and he hit a, got hit up with a couple follow ups as well. Green was like, "What smacked the fuck? Why is it over? Why is it yeah. over?" And he, he snapped out of it quick. He snapped out of it quick, but he was like, why he is it over? Gone. Why is it yeah. over? And he's like, dude, you got knocked the fuck out. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? I got knocked out. He's like, yeah, you got knocked out, son. Yeah. And credit to Green. Green went over to him afterwards, fucking gave him a hug. Like, oh, that's Bobby Green, man. He knows. It's a fight. He knows what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's just, dude, he's just a dog. He's just, yeah. he's a fucking, he's a real fucking UFC dog. Yeah. You know I mean? like, he wants to put on a show, make his money. Yeah. He's respect. fucking great. Yeah. I, I love Bobby Green, dude. He's yeah, just, for sure. It's nothing. That's it, it, like even though he lost the fight, he he almost didn't even lose the fight. I mean, he literally was fucking murdering this guy. You know what I mean? He just got caught. So, uh, which happens to everybody eventually. Yeah, the best of them. The and, best. Uh, which Bobby Green is? Did you did you hear what Dober said in the pro, in the post fight? No, I about in the middle of the fight, he he's like, man, he was just like the one thing I couldn't stand was he was just trash talking me the whole fucking time literally he does as he's murdering me he's like what so he i fucking start talking back to him and he fucking tells me to shut up and hits me with a two-piece <laughs> i was just like fuck yeah bobby green yeah, yeah. that's what so bobby green does awesome. though yeah it's like dude yeah don't don't be talking shit to bobby green dude even if you knock him out he'll still fuck you up dude like yeah, dude. you know he's got he's kind of got like that uh like crazy horse energy too about it's him where he's just horse. like Fucking, you know what I mean? Like he'll fuck you up. Like you may get the best of him, but he'll f- still fuck you up in the back for real. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Dober like, was a mess for real. For real. Dober he'll was a mess. Up. Dober was a mess at the end of yeah. that fight. Oh, Dober looked like shit, dude. Yeah, he looked. He looked like he like Pride. Pride would have still given the match to Bob, Bobby Green. Pride yeah. would have been like, eh, you, you knocked him out. Prove it. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he not on the stretcher? You, yeah, you yeah. Why, where's the blood? Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean. Give this guy Dude, a trophy. Look, you know what he looked like? He, it reminded me. Of, he looked like Stephen Thompson when he fucking Holland, where he looked like a fucking disaster, and Holland was like relatively fine. He just had a broken hand. And and consequent and and you know it's funny about that. Also, Stephen Thompson when he got knocked out by fucking Showtime, he also looked the exact same way. He was still yeah. happy and just like, hey, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, like he I caught just me. Got knocked out, guys. He <laughs> me. It happens. He caught me. Yeah, that was the craziest fucking. I'll never forget when they fucking when he was just like waking up. And they caught it yeah. on camera, and he's all just like, man, 
He's like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. How would it like to be knocked out? Yeah. Awesome. Drinking his fucking juice. (laughs) Juice. Daddy, give me a pouch. (coughs) So, uh, yeah. What do you, um, what do we got here for, you know, what are we doing for Bobby? What are we doing for Dober? And what are we doing for green? For Doby Doby. Um, well, I had mentioned freaking, um, What's it called? If you want to give him freaking uh, what's it called? Is Magaloff? You could give him his Magaloff. I mean, if you want to give him a bigger matchup, give him Dan Hooker. Um, give him Sarukian if you want, but I don't think Sarukian wants that fight. He wants to move up. Um, How about you give the man what he asked for? Who responded? He asked. He, I, I didn't hear that. He, he asked to take the fight. His he asked was, mm-hmm. Ooh. Jalen Turner responded on Twitter and said, "I'll take that. That's cool. Sounds good to me." I don't think I'm surmising what he said, but you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, that could be a great fight. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Load that up March, April. Sure. Maybe yeah. even throw it on this. Throw it on. Throw it on this. Uh, throw it on that. Uh, that 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 Costa card. The, the Costa Whitaker card. February. February. I mean, Dober, do Dober's face recover by then. Um, they make creams and stuff for that shit. Uh, okay. And then Bobby Green. You should know about face creams. I do. I should know because I have skin issue, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> but. Bobby Green's unranked. So, you know, um, I think we talked about it in the chat, actually. Um, you know, I'd love to see him and Tony Ferguson. I think that'd be a good retirement fight for Ferguson, um, mm. who's not going to fucking retire. But if he's going to keep he's fighting. He's currently getting a degree in Harvard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's currently in Harvard Business getting a degree. He's getting a degree in the walls of Harvard. So, um, you know, no? More power okay. to him. More power to him. More power to him. He gets to bang all those fucking girls in Harvard. Yeah, in the walls. Yeah. Okay. So um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know what Green's gonna do. I almost feel like he didn't lose the fight, but he did. Um, he needs to get ranked though. I, I just feel like he needs to focus he, on. Fucking he was on a, he's on a decent streak, and then he got fucking. He was he was on the precipice of getting ranked, and then he fucking got knocked out because of fucking Usada. Usada stroke again, and. Now he came back and he lost yeah. the fucking hell of a fight to fucking do Do Drew Dober, but he lost. Did you hear what uh, he said about the USADA thing? He said, I followed the advice of a YouTube doctor. Yeah. Not a good idea, dude. <laughs> yeah, but just to say that, you know, I what mean, I mean, bro, but you everybody know, knows Bobby, you know Bobby Green. 99 Bobby Green is a dope kids. person, but he's not known to be the smartest cookie on the planet. No, bro. I actually think that was an, a very smart answer because it's in, ambiguous and it's also acknowledging the elephant in the room that 99% of these other dickheads won't acknowledge. I'll be like, I got in a fucking uh, a toe cream. I ate, I ate alligator. Uh, yeah, I, get, I, ate, I ate alligator. I ate alligator tail from Mexico. Yep. Yeah, I. I I I drink a little bit of weird Kool Aid from another. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they fishing, fucking whatever. Yeah. I took some dick dick pills. I took dick pills. I you know what I mean? They're like gas station dick pills. Yeah, I I think it was Chael Sonnen who said, uh, "You're insane if you don't think that as soon as these guys find out what they tested hot for, they don't Google." Like what else this product could be found in, so they can automatically start coming up with fucking excuses. Like John Jones, oh yeah, I got dick pills. I, I got a big dick, Joe. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. he said about about fucking. You Why know, do you need on- dick pills, bro? It's a bigger yeah. question. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Well, that's what Rogan asked him, and he was like, "Got a big dick, Joe." You know what I mean? It's you like- don't need dick pills for a big dick. It was just such a bullshit answer, though. You no, know? I know, clear. dude. All right, moving on, moving on. Um. The rest of the fights. Oh, sorry about that. The rest of the fights. Um, sorry, I got a message. 
One more. Rest main. of the fights. Uh, well, it was one more fight actually. It was a real good fucking fight. Uh, Brundage versus uh Ola Kuch. and dude, po- Polish power came out like fucking young, young Jan whoa, whoa. is here. What the fuck is playing? What the fuck? What'd you do? Nothing. It was. I'm looking at the UFC card right now on ESPN, and something played. Whoa. Okay. I refresh and it's gone. <laughs> All I did was click on it to scroll down, and it started telling me about a fucking commercial. Ah, great. Wonderful. I'm glad you brought that up. What was the commercial about? No clue, because I was wondering what the fuck it was, and I'm half asleep right now. Oh, we can't even make a joke about the commercial. That Something about Christmas gifts. Go. Ah, everybody needs Christmas. You know what I mean? Get your stuff at the place. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Polish power. Dude, ra- random thing. I've spent like I think I spent more money on Christmas gifts this year that aren't being gonna be actually given on Christmas than like because I spent money on you. I spent money on my podcast, my other podcast host Matt times two. Wink, wink. If he's hearing this, he probably won't, but it's okay. I spent money on uh, our editor Sean. Matt and I got him a, a t shirt. I shouldn't say anything. Re- please exit that out, <laughs> Sean. If you hear this. <laughs> I just ruined your gift. Um, got him a little something. <laughs> Oops. Andy's <laughs> losing his shit right now, guys. For this fucking guy, dude. Guys, this fucking guy. <laughs> fucking. No, you I- didn't, bro. Got him a little something. Anyway. I like how you're like, let's take this. This is live. <laughs> Cut. Cut it. Got it. Got it in post. And you're the one who wanted to go live. So I know that. Who else? Uh, so you, Sean. Matt times two. Anybody else's gifts you want to ruin? My friend's gift. Got her something nice. She might be watching. Not going to say anything. Definitely that one viewer might be her. Let me see where the one viewer is coming from. It is coming from your page. Coming from Twitch. It probably might be this person. Okay. Anyway. Uh, who else? Um, I bought my fucking parents or, and my and my aunt fucking tickets. That then I already bought them. So I like, oh, Merry Christmas! I got you these fucking two hundred dollar tickets. Fucking Hamilton times two. My my dad took him to the fucking Giants game. Bro, wait, are you just blowing fucking gifts right now? Bro, I'm like, I, this is the most I've ever spent on people. Like, no, but are you just like telling everybody where you got them right now? No, th- th- we already went. The Hamilton, oh, okay, okay. Hamilton was in like early November. Dude, I was like, whoa, you just like fuck it. I'm just no. telling everybody what no, you have. Hamilton right was now. in early November. I took them, I spent like $200 on tickets <laughs> a piece for Hamilton. I yeah. spent like almost, uh, I spent 130 bucks on fucking uh, tickets to the football game for my dad and I. Uh, so, I mean, I've spent a fucking pretty penny on gifts for people. Like, pretty unheard of. I mean, you know, granted, you know, I probably should have been doing this from the jump because I spend so much money on myself. So I should be a kind son of a bitch, but I'm generally not because I'm a pretty selfish. So, you know, but in terms of just buying for people like random people, like I still have to buy one of my homegirls another gift. Um, we our first gift exchange for the, her. Um, so she, she already knows what she's getting. She's getting a fucking gift card for like Lulu and she's not listening to this shit. So fuck her anyway. Um, so I regardless, just in terms of like spending shit for like friends. Like I've like never really done this before. So it's kind of like new yeah. to, me to be such a, a, a giving piece of shit instead of being a yeah. piece of shit yeah i i i focus on my kids every year and you whatever, have, yeah you have so whatever many. Uh, whatever is on left that's what the, that's what everyone else in my life can get a piece of but yeah i yeah when you got kids it's a little different but yes, yeah i get it yeah for sure when are you gonna frame my gift sir huh 
When are you going to frame my gift? When I get the frames, I want the frames to be. I got to redo it in here. I told you, remember? Yeah, I got to, yeah, yeah. I got to, yeah. It ain't, yeah. it ain't, it ain't. This whole, the vocal boots got to be moved. And yeah, I got yeah, projects yeah. over here off camera that I, yeah. you know, that are going on. So I yeah. got a lot of shit going on in here, but the studio, yeah. I'm going to be revamping it in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, plan on doing that during the Christmas little, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. But um, yeah. So, uh, Anyway, yeah, Christmas gifts, man. Yeah, there's, there's, I know, it, there's a shit ton. Everybody's spending money. Oh, on this stuff is a good like that. Because I'm gonna ask you a question, Andy. Ask me a question. What? Fire away. What is the total a- amount that the average American spends on Christmas every year? Dollar amount, average. The average American. The average American on Christmas gifts for everybody who they buy Christmas gifts for. What is the dollar amount that the average American spends? I'll give you two chances. I almost want to give you like two income guesses because I'm like, I know like what like most low income people would probably spend, but I'm trying to think of the. I guarantee that's not the answer. Right, that's what I'm trying to think of. Like the average would be, I would say, I don't know, fucking, and it, I, I mean, uh, to me it seems like a lot, but fucking seven hundred, seven hundred dollars, seven fifty, a little close, a little close. Do you want to try again? A thousand. I'll say a thousand. Bingo. Okay. All right. The average American spends a thousand dollars on Christmas gifts for people every year. I call horseshit. That's not the average American because the average American, like you, are probably spending like maybe like you and I, I should say, are spending like yeah, two to four hundred maybe. Most people I know are not spending that much. Like in my mind, when you said it, like I'm thinking of my own self. I'm like five hundred would be would be a lot. You know, not insane, but five hundred would be a fuck ton of money to spend on gifts. It would like, be, but like, it's like it's so skewed because like, you have the families that are like, "Well, I couldn't get you. I got you a single toy that was like ten dollars. That's a Christmas gift." And then yeah. you have fucking Joe Blow that bought his fucking his 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 girlfriend a fucking Porsche right. for fucking Christmas. Right. That skews the fucking numbers up. Like you got fucking Al Habib yeah. in fucking Saudi Arabia buying fucking whole mansions for people. Like but oh, I that's gift number one. I like, would think average Americans, average everyday like Americans, like middle class, like he's yeah. got to be anywhere from like three fifty to, to to five. Yeah, you know what I mean? When you consider how much, because it's not just like gifts you have to spend money on for Christmas. It's like the, you know, the hubbub of everything. Everything's more expensive. And yeah, there's just a bunch of stuff. You usually have like food. Like I know like like a lot of food, like food. so much food is purchased around this time. You know what I mean? Prepare for like yeah. those big meals and stuff like that. So that's yeah. a lot too, you know? And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh Christmas is that's why they say it's like you know what a six billion dollar industry every year it's once it's, a year. It's so. funny because I it's, it's funny you mentioned the kids because I was telling my friend because I I bought fucking I bought in the last like two days in the last three days I've spent like five hundred dollars on sneakers for myself on two pairs and it's like <laughs> oh bro like these are coming out and he's like dude I got gifts to buy for my kids I can't fucking spend money like that I'm <laughs> like you maniac dude I did the math in the last three months I bought six pairs of shoes and spent approximately a thousand dollars. In the last you, three months, and you want to know, and you wonder why I'm like, yo, bro, let's talk I've bought, I've bought shit, like, dude. I've bought, probably, I've honestly, I've bought like probably like almost 20 pairs this year in 2022. I've bought 11 Nikes and Jordans alone. I, yeah. I checked that out, and I've spent like close to like maybe like three thousand dollars on like 11 pairs of shoes. I would imagine something like that. Madness. I have a problem. That's why I'm like starting to. <laughs> I know I, I 100% admit I have a, a, I have a problem. You're I like, problem. I've probably spent like three grand worth on shoes. I have a problem. I have a problem. <laughs> that dude. was perfect. I have 170 pairs of sneakers. I fucking, I have, that's why I'm trying to sell them. I'm like that's literally the going through. That's I sold one clip. pair. 
Yeah, instead of UFC Fight Night 663 crap slash Ethan has a problem. Yeah, Ethan has a fucking I have a problem. No, but I'm, I'm starting to try and sell sold one pair for way less. We talked about it off air. I should have sold it for a little bit more. It is what it is. I left that on the table, but I can't like I, I keep telling people I'm like I'm selling shoes to basically replace because I've been replacing them already. Which is not the wrong thing. You're supposed to sell them and not buy anymore. But I'm selling to basically re- replace them with new shoes. You're but, selling them to pay for the shipping. I get it. Something like that. But no, like I can't. Like I was telling people, I'm like, bro, I'm at the point where I can't. I can't keep this up. I can't keep my problem up. So at least I recognize <laughs> a I have a problem. B it's not a sustainable problem. And C I need to do something to rectify the problem or maintain it to a a a, a an a, a acceptable like tolerant level. Hi, my name's Ethan, and I'm a shopping addict. <laughs> Dude, literally, bro, I got fucking blasted. You're like, man. you're literally like fucking admit admitting yourself into like. Dude, I got blasted. Bro, I got right blasted. Now. I'm fucking you're like, like, I got a problem. I can't Dude. keep this up. Dude, Fuck Saturday my life. My mom Saturday. said you don't want to talk to me anymore. Dude, like, Saturday night I got blasted, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, you know, you know, Supreme, right? You know the brand Supreme of what? The brand Supreme. You're not familiar with the brand Supreme? Maybe. So it's like a skate. It's like a skater brand, but it's a really high end skater brand. Okay. So I have one shirt that I bought from Supreme. It's a forty dollars shirt, and I got that on clearance. Okay. The most I've ever spent on a t shirt is forty bucks, and I bought it from there. And I have three different shoes from Supreme. And I, I know I'm sorry for boring. It's okay. You, it's but, okay. It's not your fault. I'm just but tired. I'm literally like I'm like I'm drunk, and I'm like I need a matching hat. So I spent sixty bucks on a fucking hat, a singular hat from this place. So hundred bucks between a shirt and a hat. Yeah, I mean the shoes. What I got one pair of shoes, that and I got fun. a hard time talking you into getting fucking equipment. I'm a piece of shit, <laughs> fucking motherfucker. I'm such a piece of shit. I know there's so many other things. No, I could you're not. Do. You're just a bachelor. You're just having fun. Just fucking have fun while you can. That's all it is. It's okay. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's all right. You know what I mean? There's a there's 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 plenty who would do it if they could, and plenty who will when they can. That's okay. how it is, dude. You know, I, I tell people all the time the genesis of my fucking uh the genesis of my of my shoe addiction is basically but you should buy uh another uh, we're going you know to what I'm talking about. We're working yeah. on it. We're working yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like Genesis, like bro, like I, my all the cool kids in high school would have Jordans and I would have to get the two for ninety from Reebok every year. I get the two for ninety right before the start of the school year. And then like when I started working on my own, I went to a fucking into Nike clearance and I found my first two pairs of Jordans. I still have them. I want to get rid of them. But because they're the very first two pairs of Jordans I ever owned, I probably will never get rid of them because they're the very first two. In 2009, went and got them shits, got them on sale for 130 bucks. We'll never get rid of them. A pair of upstained 12s and a pair of military blue fours, B grades, both of them. And would you say that was a smashing deal that you got them for? Yes. And it was a smashing deal like the smashing that Olachuk gave Brundage, dude. Hey, what a fucking Getting it back, dude. Get a segue, and Brundage, dude, going back to this fight, seriously, yeah. though, when Brundage, that's the second that that uh, Olenek grabbed him, it was over. It was just like, it was he grabbed him, goo, 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 Polish yeah. clubbed him to death. It was yeah, Brundage was, uh, Brundage was doing great early in the round. He was doing great early in right. the round. Sorry. No, he was, doing, he was doing really good. He was doing really good early in the round. He had him in a, in a compromising position, and then Brundage fucking slipped the position, and then it was a wrap. It was a wrap. It was, it was a totally wrap. a wrap. I mean, it's, it's like yeah. as soon as he grabbed him, yeah. he started ground and pound. Yeah. Wasn't even super worried about advancing position no. and the hammer. I mean, dude, it reminded yeah. me of Yon. It literally yeah. reminded me of Yon yeah. just in the top, 
in the full guard. Yeah. Just yeah. raining down some Polish. Yeah, he ate a, he ate a, he ate a nice head kick early in the round. Fucking mm-hmm. and he fucking ate that shit. He got caught in the compromised position, swept him. Yeah. Be nice sweep. Swept him and then fucking hit him with fucking clubs. And that was a that was a dub. Full on head kick, by the way. Like, you know what I mean? Like you drink coffee. Yeah, it was it was like, like oh, this is a nice breakfast. Let's keep on going. Got got any uh that was that was around the time that that was that was around the time he got caught in the clinch, I believe. It was like pretty close to the time he got caught in the clinch. You hit him with the head kick, caught him in the clinch. Not necessarily the best idea you would think after you hit somebody with a nice leg kick, but not the worst either. Caught him in the position, thought he had fucking control. Got swept, got fucked. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. Um, yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> Bang! That's my problem. So, <laughs> so that's back to your problem. Yeah, no, but uh, yeah, that so that that pretty much rounds up the main card. Uh, like I said, prelims yeah. pretty I much sucked any. ass. I didn't. Watch uh, the one fight I'd like to bring up on the prelims, which sure. the only reason I'd like to bring it up because I do think it has some down the line. Mm. There is a guy on the card. He does hail from the mountains of Dagestan, yeah. Saeed Nurmagomedov. Oh, what a last name! I've never heard. Actually, of not Khabib's cousin, but still, still, um, blood I don't understand that. So, dude, you should just someone try to explain that to you. Did, side note: You didn't notice your video, but you're like, you literally, you were like, side. No, I can't explain that. That's literally what your video looked like because it like it was catching up for a second. <laughs> you're like, I can't explain that, but it is. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what you look like just now. For those who are on video, check this out. An hour and twenty minutes of the show, you just that's see great. the first thing I did. Anyway, yeah, um, you know, at first I thought he was going to get, like, I thought they were going to whip him. You know what I mean? When he got back, like, I thought the Dagestanis are going to be like, okay, you're going to be living outside and with the Bears for a few days because you let this motherfucker out wrestle. How about them. that video I sent you with the bear in, fucking, in Dagestan? Yeah, they're pushing the tree while the guy's fucking eating fucking one guy is like fucking eating fucking uh jabs and punches to the fucking to the core. Yeah, he's doing a fucking leg sweep as well with it, and the guy's fucking rolling with it. Da, da, da. Leg sweep, da, da, da. leg sweep, da, 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 da. and the bear is just fucking pushing on the fucking branch. What a fucking video! They trained That's the insane. fucking bear, yeah, they're just fucking just pulling the branch. You should put that on the MMA page if I, I gotta find it again, but yeah, yeah, if I find it, I'll put it on there. Yeah, put that on the MMA page. But yeah, it was an incredible video, and it was kind of like I said, like it was almost like they were going to give him to the bear. Yeah, uh, I he was not doing super great in the beginning, yeah. um, and if anything, uh, uh, Karmakanov was like really like giving it to him in the grappling department. Like yeah. I said, I don't think this this guy is not a uh, Khabib Namegamedov Namegamedov. No. No. He's a different Namega Madoff, Namega Madoff, if you know what I'm saying. They're still blood related. He, he trains him. with them still. So he fuck somebody's sister. That's, that's, he's he's there. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I definitely think. Uh, but yeah, uh, what a grip! Like I mean, I, grip. He was getting he was getting uh, a, like I said, he was getting outpointed. He was getting outworked. Yeah. But when he had the opportunity, yeah, uh, he took advantage. Yeah. And the shit out of him. That was the yeah. one. Like I said, that's the one fight I'd actually go back on the prelims and kind of watch, just because you're like, whoa, I've never seen a guy with the last name of this dude getting handled like this on the ground. So that in itself is kind of cool to watch. But then, like I said, he gets great value. Namaga made off. Yeah, great value. Namaga made off, dude. But uh, he great. He got the great value out of the second round because yeah, he 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 snatched him up, dude. It was yeah tight. There was no room for error. Yeah, you know, he was trying to avoid the gulag at all costs for sure. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. 
which he might still go to a couple weeks. You know what no, I mean? No, he'll probably just go to the he'll probably just go to the outhouse with the bear. It was round. It was round two. He still that whole first round and like the first three minutes of the second yeah. round was still like kind of embarrassing. When we get home, you spend one night with bear in cave before training the next yeah, day. For sure, dude. For sure. Um, and yeah, the rest of the Uncle Putin is not happy. Yeah, dude. No, you're not going to be happy about anything going on there. Um, okay. Let's get to some news before we wrap this thing up. Um, big thing of the big thing going on right now is this is this Crosby ban. Yeah, and the big thing with judge positioning, judge positioning. I remind yeah, you. Yeah, the big well, the, the the big thing with the you know, um, you know they're they're banning. Basically, what's happening is is because of what the the decision was, what happened with the uh, Rufion Stouts uh, match, and mm-hmm. um, also with the um, Patty Pimlet fight. And Jared Gordon, they're basically saying, well, if you're going anywhere farther than California to Nevada, as mm-hmm. far as like distance wise, mm-hmm. and they did that. So Nevada and California can keep in business with each other. But yeah, basically anywhere cool. else, which it does cover a lot of fucking distance and a lot of other commissions that within each other still. But they're basically saying if you go outside of that area, you're not allowed to work two events in itself. Yeah. And. It was two events in 24 hours. It might sound like that's a good idea. It doesn't make any sense because Big John was pointing out that, you know, they had that he had a uh, the first fight. The the Jared Gordon, Patty Pimlet fight wasn't even that crazy controversial. The the Bellator fight was the insane one. And that was the one where he was. That was the first fight that he judged. Yeah. So he literally was like fresh off the. The, the, the whole thing, the whole reason they instituted the ban of, of the traveling yeah. ban like that was because they the judges would be too tired. It's not so like you step it, off the plane and went straight to the to, straight. To yeah. The so now you're going to have instead of having like a good judge being able to go to multiple events, yeah. they're going to have to find another probably lower tier judge yeah. to cover. Now, the there's going to be and so you know, actually yeah. this is going to result probably in worse decisions. So I, th- that's a fair like, point, and in, that, in worse judging. It's listen, that's a fair. That's a fair, that's a fair point, and it might happen. The other alternative, when you said you go to a lower tier judge, is you're giving more exposure because the lower tier judge isn't going to come from another state. The lower tier judge is going to come most likely from that particular state. Like, and for example, when judge. I went to when I went to a UFC Fight Night in Orlando, for a lot of the the early cards, it was a lot of Florida judges, and then as you get into the more significant cards, is when you start getting the uh, the out of state judges that have more that have more experience and more high profile um, work in the past. And so, it, although you're probably accurate in terms of the fact that it's going to lead to more fucked up decisions from more experienced inexperienced judges, I think this also gives an opportunity for you to be able to promote some of those judges because they're not all going to be incompetent, and you're going to be able to start raising the profile of some of the local judges. Um, in whatever state that the commission is is actively working in at that time. And so that'll help promote um, an opportunity for some of those judges and be able to kind of get some fresh eyes. Because, you know, the reality of of judging, I have to imagine, is there's hierarchies, just like there is with refereeing and such like that. There's hierarchies in which you in which you do that. So you're going to be able to promote some of these lower tier judges to a higher place within the hierarchy. They're going to get more exposure, more high profile fights, more credentials, by judging those accurately and fairly and that could help promote as the, uh, and I'll say that as I guess the devil's advocate to your point in particular. And let, I hear what you're saying, but let me counter you a little bit with where, where is this, where is this amount of experience? Where would this be taught and where would it come from? 
But there's no active like that. I know Big John. And that's runs, my point. Big I think John you're, runs. You're, he does run an official. Yeah, but Big like John thing. is a is a is a legend. He's an OG. He's a guy who's there from the beginning. Yeah. And your other judges who are, I mean, even Big John's son got that fucking fight wrong. So you know, it's like mm -hmm. you. What, what I don't think getting lower tier judges into an already corrupt judging system that has no standard to begin with is going to help. I think it's anything... corrupted because corrupted means they're getting paid off. They corrupt, might be not corrupt. It, 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 okay. But it is corrupt, but okay. Well, that's another discussion, but it, it's, it's unstable. It's not regulated. It's not You're like right. there's no, there's, there's no like, yeah. And so it's just, it's too interpretive. So you're, you're going to just, you're not going to fix anything. You're just going to be creating the same thing over and over again, unless you institute some sort of like the NFL refs, like fucking, you know what I mean? Like unless you institute some sort so let me of ask actual you requirements let me ask you for these so guys I, to I get jobs with, yeah, they're never going to just, let you're going to have ones and twos who are good, like Big John, yeah. but they're never going to mass just all so, of a sudden I'll get better. Let me, let me you know ask what I mean? this in terms of, because I, I agree with you that there should be some sort of uniform re- uh, re-examination of, of judging criteria and of course we've always said in the past they need to revamp the scoring system or come up with an entirely unique one specific to MMA we both agree on that we've talked about that in the past but in terms of the revamping and the reanalyzation of judging standards how do you feel because I'm a big proponent although that they should do this revamping and reanalyzation I still believe that there needs to be some sort of uh individuality to judges based off of their prior knowledge and or skill sets within whatever martial art and specifically i speak that in terms of mma um it's applicable to boxing as well to a certain degree but most of these judges for the most part you don't get too many judges that have trained in mma and muay thai in uh, jiu-jitsu in judo you don't get a lot of those judges because all these judges for the most part are all boxing judges and so they they mm -hmm. deal with boxing mm -hmm. And uh, and hand to hand combat sports. So you know, does that? I mean, there's several layers to that question. Like, you know, do you, how much do you feel individuality in terms of individual experience within combat sports um, is beneficial or a hindrance? And then keeping that in mind, do should they start having? And I would, I don't know how that works. Maybe they do do that where they have at do do, um, where they um, <laughs> they'll have you know, trying to pull other judges from other, um, uh, other genres, you could say, or other arts in terms of being able to bring them in, um, based off of that prerequisite experience of having done judo, having done karate, having done Muay Thai, having done, um, Krav Maga. I don't know if that's an applicable martial art within MMA, for example, whatever the case may be for that, yeah. you know, how do you, should you start looking at those instead of looking at primarily boxing judge, you know? Yeah. I mean, you got to do something. I, like I said, I just don't think this ban is just, it's just the athletic commission bandaid, you know? And honestly, mm -hmm. it's kind of surprising coming from Andy Foster from, in, from CSAC. Mm -hmm. Normally this is more of a Nevada type of thing, but I think mm -hmm. he's just like, I got to fucking do something. To well, I mean, when you think of the big, athletic, it's just literally the weakest yeah. piece of legislation that they can fucking even come up yeah. with to try to combat it. It, it, it just does yeah. nothing. Like I said, if anything, it seems like it's going to create an inherent problem. Yeah. You know well, I mean, mean CSAC maybe is they'll amend it and fix yeah. it in certain places. CSAC has always been progressive in terms of them trying to 
at alter right behind Nevada because obviously Nevada is the end all be all standard for all combat sports. Fighter safety, they've always been progressive about. Yes, yeah, they've I don't been progressive about fighter safety. fighter safety, though. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It not in not in the literal safety. You're right. It's not having an active effect. I don't so know if they've necessarily been very good at judging. You know, or like I don't know. Well, I mean, when you think of the premier the premier athletic commissions, you can name them. You can NSAC, CSAC. Uh, but California was NYSAC, not always that way. NYSAC was not always and the Texas like Commission. That. Those are the four major fucking commissions. Get the fuck out of here with that Texas Commission. Get the fuck out of here. They're major. They are major. <laughs> I didn't they're say they were fucking, good. Okay, they, were they good. might be major. major. All right, they might be major, but they are definitely fucking corrupt. And I mean, ain't nobody trying to fight in Texas, dude. That's insane. You know no. what I mean? Like, not Derek that. Lewis, That's for sure. The only way, the only reason you're trying to fight in Texas is if you get in the same amount of money, win or lose. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, you're getting you paid no taxes. taxes. Yeah, it's yeah. Taxes. But fucking, if you're trying to go to Texas and and and, and trying to uh, get a get a you know, fight three rounds, good fucking luck with that, dude. That place, that state has produced more fucking terrible. They ought to, you know, you want to ban the fucking play, ban Texas for decisions, make it a finish only state because that place <laughs> is just terrible for decisions. Fight for dude. finish. Fight, fight for finish state. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be cool. Hey, um, yeah, I yeah, I I don't know. It just I, I think that would be you need you gotta have something, you know what I mean? But I I don't think that this is gonna solve it. Maybe it's, it's not the going beginning to it's not going to it's not of going something, to. but probably not. It's in not fact, so I mean it just feels like a even for California, it's weird. It feels like a classic Nevada regular type of commission move where just like, well, you could you just did something, it, you know what I mean? You did something, yeah. did you? But did you? But did you know? Did you really? Did you really do something? Or did you do just nothing? You know what I mean? Just literally nothing. Get it, guys? It's the the title. It's the title. They did something. There you go. And nothing. Yeah, I'm glad you connected it for them. (laughs) Yeah, it connected it. You know what it felt like, bro? It felt like a slap in the face. It did. It did feel like a slap in the face. Speaking of a slap in the face, let's wrap up this puppy with one more piece of news. Yeah. You want to talk about fucking... I don't really, not really. The only thing that I, I know, I've actually found this was pretty interesting. It's going to come on directly after AEW Dynamite on TBS on every Wednesday at ten after uh, Dynamite at ten o'clock. You're going to see the Dana White Slap League. If you pay attention right here, I actually have rubbed a small divot in the <laughs> middle of my head since I found out about Dana White's fucking Slap Fight League. I've literally rubbed the divot into my head. I thought, from the, I thought it was from the children. I didn't realize it was from nope, me fucking rubbing nope, your forehead. Nope, nope. And literally wondering, racking my fucking mind and brain around why a 55-year-old teenager is fucking <laughs> getting, like, a bunch of fucking obviously, like, Vegas crackheads and fucking, like, fucking people to fucking come and... It's fucking illegal. To do his slap fight league, dude. I just... Like, I don't even, I get, I've watched those videos, you know, of like guys getting slapped. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. I don't, I, I've never, he wants to make I've it never an gone and tried to find like where that's happening. No. You know, if I, I see like. I want to make it an official sport. No. I just. No. To me, it's like, yeah, let's like, let's, let's, let's like legitimize mud wrestling. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think it's legitimized already, but. You want to put it on the UFC's like fucking thing? Like 
You know what slap fight should be? That's slap weird, fight. dude. It's you know, what, weird. once a year, ESPN does like the Ocho. Said, it's another failed Dana White adventure. Bro, ESPN dude. does the Ocho every year. This should be like the premier main event fucking primetime thing. Of- it would be disrespectful to the Ocho, dude. I don't think you should even put it there. It doesn't belong on any sort of you know the ocho unrelated connected with the espn i, I saw it's... espn post a clip like i get this was on espn i guess two or three or espn plus of fucking professional cornhole and it you know i seen this guy look like fucking like when would you remember the fucking clip where pete davis pete uh what's in that pete weber pete weber hit that fucking strike to win the championship and he's like yeah i did it because i'm the man hell yeah daddy or whatever the fuck he's saying is like these fucking cornhole guys are the same way he's like yeah and his fucking other white friend is like yeah <laughs> that's what it, that's what it, it reminded me of it, so I hey, cornhole is like, a fun game dude it actually it is really a fun is. game i didn't expect it game. was like pretty cool like the guy hit a two for yeah. one and to fucking take the lead and he's like yeah bro he looked like fucking batista like oh, it was fucking great but um yeah. I, I, that's why i see the fans at dana white slap league like yeah slap that russian yeah it's so weird it's i feel like he's like tapping into like nascar fandom somehow too you know what i mean like the that's underbelly like of las vegas is nascar yeah you know what i mean like it that really seems is like that that uh that uh what's it called demo yeah like and demo, i feel right? like I feel like there's a lot of people coming from that mm-hmm. going to the slap. I don't, dude. I don't know. To me, it's just it's, I'm fucking. You know, Dana White contender series, the Ultimate Fighter, like fucking. You know what's gonna happen? Fight. Slap you know, fight league. I, I guarantee you. Know what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna happen? Uh, what? Hey, you guys, Andy, what's gonna happen? What? They're gonna do better numbers than PFL. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're doing better. Guaranteed. Numbers. Hey, we're doing better numbers than PFL, dude. I mean, Guaranteed. come on. Come on, bro. It's gonna be UFC one, hey. Bellator, Dana White slap league. If you think I'm fucking around, I'm not. We <laughs> actually do better numbers than PFL for our audience compared to our engagements on on social media. Yeah, across the platform, I was on, um, I was on the MMA page a couple days ago, and I actually almost sent you a screenshot, but I I think I kind of got distracted with something and I forgot. PFL's Facebook oh. page is atrociously embarrassing. Is like, it? as far as like amount of engagements yeah. compared yeah. to like other organizations of their liking, like uh one post had a hundred and something likes. Yeah. Like seven comments from like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. No, it's and then I went on Twitter to be like, oh, maybe this is one of those like just no one's on Facebook following yeah. them. No. What what are their Twitter numbers like? Are they like like, like twenty thousand followers or something? It was something like that. That was it was like. Did you check? Like, did, you, did you check? Did you check the type of blue check they have? I don't think they're verified. No oh, bullshit. <laughs> I think they are. I'm gonna look them up right now. No, I'm just joking. But oh, I'm, I'm just saying. Say I hey no, but on Facebook, I literally went and checked like three times to make sure I was on their official Facebook page. Cause I'm like, dude, this is just some fan. This is a fan who made a fan page. They're mm-hmm. making it look like a PFL page. And it literally like, cause it had like the updated stuff that they just did. And I was like, this can't be their actual social media. I have to be like, I literally thought I was on a fake page. Cause I, I couldn't believe that the numbers were so low. So, but for the amount of followers and the amount of people that engage on their page, yeah, we have a higher hey, rhyme. engage in the page. Engage on the page. That's a good bar. I'll, I'll actually engage like, in the page fans. Engage in the page fans. Am I don't know, man. I I think 
like we actually statistically probably do better numbers. <laughs> you can make a good rap out of that. Engage in the page, Van Zant. Oh, bro, don't make a rap out of anything, dog. Don't hit us with no rant. Don't hit us with no rant. You ain't no Zant. There's only one Zant. Van Zant. Anyway, um, fucking, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know where you. Uh, I don't know where. I mean, it's where gonna you go. do numbers, dude. You know, it's. And it, I mean, it's gonna do more numbers, a because it, it's not gonna be in prime time, but it is gonna be on nationally syndicated cable in some capacity. Um, I mean, we don't. Do you have the numbers, or are the numbers even available for what uh, the new Ultimate Fighters have been doing, or the Dana White Contender Series have been doing on ESPN Plus? You know? Hey, you know what I heard? I heard Zbeats coming back. If you heard that, that is crazy, man. That was random as hell. Um, I mean, they. I heard uh, Nurmaga Madoff actually say that he's not ruling it out. He's like, you know what he said? He's like, I. He's like, I would definitely think Zbeat might come back. He didn't promise his mother like I did. Zbeat said Zbeat posted a picture actually of him training, like with the fucking. You know what I mean? Like actually of, yeah, with the Khabib Death Squad, with the Khabib Death Squad, yeah. They should be called that. They should be called that. I'd love to see them go against Danaher. That'd KDS. The KDS. I think they'd get submitted, but it's just me. Yeah, probably. Probably. And then we'd spark World War Three. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, technically. Probably. You know somebody's going to say some shit. Something's going to go off the rails. Somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to cut a gas line. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you know how. You AK know how versus ARs. AK versus ARs. God damn, you know, every one of those motherfuckers is at, at DDS as a fucking AR 15, dude. AKs or ARs, bro. That should be a fucking shirt. That should be a brand right there. <laughs> All right. Cool uh, shooters versus desert shooters. All right. Yeah. No, nah, look, I'm just being funny about the, the slap shit. It's just, it's irritating. And I just, it's one of those things where we need, I, I, I wanted to address the, absurdity of it you whatever know what happened I mean? to dana white's fucking like box like legitimate boxing promotion that was my response to actually when the slap league thing came out i was like whatever happened wasn't to the boxing to, wasn't he like, supposed to be a legitimate boxing promoter his and, with and, and, and him, the money team would yeah. try to come up with something and you know like, the other thing that pissed me off that? about the, the slap thing they asked him about it and he was all just like well he's like you know you're watching the shit on fucking tiktok and it's just like this is so stupid well, then I looked at the numbers, and it's just like, God, you're such a. Fucking, but you know what it is, also Dana White burned a lot. Of, fucking dick Dana White burned that. a lot of bridges in boxing. He burned the majority of bridges. He burned all of them. There's literally no yeah. one who wants to work he with. He doesn't want to work with Steven Espinosa in Showtime. Well, doesn't like Bob Arum. Knows I wouldn't want to work with him. Doesn't like Bob Arum, who you would think that would be the easiest fucking link because of the ESPN ESPN Plus deals that they have. Doesn't want to work with Bob Arum. Yeah, Bob Arum's like known as a fucking. Dick he dick fucking dick. called Leonard Ellaby. From fucking Floyd Mayweather's camp, fucking idiot, call that correctly. Fucking he shit it all over fucking Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy. Yeah. Fucking shit it all over that. Um I think he's doesn't he have beef in some capacity with fucking uh what's his face? Eddie Hearn, maybe. Wouldn't shock me if he had beef with Eddie Hearn. I mean, those are like the major fucking those are right there, three of the four major things. Cause fucking uh uh what's her uh damn it, De La Hoya runs Golden Boy, Aram runs top rank, LRB is part of as a significant part of the money team. Espinoza runs Showtime, which is the biggest boxing broadcaster right now in the United States. Now that HBO is no longer available. Um, if he has beef with Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn runs the European division, basically a boxing because he handles a lot of the UK and Europe and has a lot of fighters that are in the US and Mexico as well. Right. I mean, yeah. who's left at that stage? I mean, you have the other guys like Lou DiBella and, and, and people like that. Um, I don't think he's mentioned anything too bad about Al Heyman, who's obviously the biggest promoter that's not a Bob Arum um, with PBC. 
So, I mean, there's still hope in some cap- some capacity, but he's burned so many bridges in boxing. That's probably why he's fucking not even there no more. Yeah. You know I mean? So, anyway, that yeah. was my boxing. I got my little boxing in for the day because I love talking boxing. Yeah, get that boxing in. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't know what he's going to do, but I, you know, fucking good luck with the slap fight league. Let's see where it goes. It's going to do numbers. Sadly, it's going to do numbers, dude. It's going to be going to do numbers. It's still going to be laughable. Fucking so Dana White's contender series does numbers. The Ultimate Fighter still does numbers. It doesn't mean the numbers are going to be great. Yeah, oh, I, I. What do you think the investors are like? Yeah, okay, we can't wait to see. They're not Shashri's the, investors, so it doesn't Dana matter. Dana White, fucking, you know, they're not Shashri's investors, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's well, no, that's that's where you're wrong. See, Shashri's invest investors would be like, hey, fucking do two fight leagues, please. You know what I mean, like, bro, Shashri needs to come up with his own fucking like thing. But he kind of does. He has the comp. He has the, the jiu-jitsu portion inside of. No, that him. should be like a whole line of shirts for him. He should like market that and be like, "We have investors for we that." Have you know what I mean? Like <laughs> one FC, we have investors. One yeah, FC if- ruining the UFC's fucking castaways. I wonder if we can get in trouble for making shirt, making merch like that. Like we we'll get season. We'll, we'll, we'll get season. We would, huh? Yeah, we'll, that's why we can't oh, well. do anything similar to like UFC logo or one logo. Yeah. We can't invoke any of their names. It's all good. Um, we can have like caricatures of them, perhaps, and have like a quote. Caricatures. Maybe that would fucking suffice if we get like one of those guys that do a caricature with a fucking giant fucking shotry head with a little tiny body with him saying something stupid. Like we have investors. You know, he's not a character, but. That might so. You know, I always thought a caricature was like a chair for a character. So, um, but with that that being said, on that note, hey, it was a good episode. Fantastic. You know, uh, we we had a lot going on this week. We're gonna come back. We'll do one more episode this year and do a Mm -hmm. a, and do a recap of the whole year. Mm -hmm. If we don't see you then, we'll see you next year. Mm -hmm. Follow me at MMA for Marks. We got the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a. we, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going on this next year. We're going to be coming mm-hmm. ramping up production wise, ramping mm-hmm. up uh, quality wise and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate everybody with the journey and uh, mm-hmm. see you for the end of the year bonus episode. I know you got some plugs there. Take us home, brother. Yeah, I just want to say also while we're on that note, if you guys don't catch us next week for our episode, guys, thank you so much. As Andy just said, for the journey, it's been a wild ride. I know um, we were absent for a lot of the year and we've come back now. Thanks to, to Sean and W2O Network. First plug um we're come back we've come back with a vengeance and guys we can't stress this enough andy and i talk at least three four five times a week about things related to the pod things related to the future of the pod that's a low number we have so many ideas we have so many ambitions we really want to fucking make it and you guys' support you guys' constant viewership you guys' comments it all contributes to that it all helps um for those that have commented and contributed and given us opinions feedback positive and negative thank you so much we wouldn't be able to improve or continue this journey without it um and for those that um don't comment or don't you know just hey we're open we're an open forum let us know we would love to hear from you we'd love to implement if you have any good ideas anything of the sort let us know we're open we want to continue to grow we want to continue to give the show for you because at the end of the day yeah andy and i fucking do this for fun but at the same time there's an end goal to this and the end goal involves all of you no doubt and so we can't get to where we want to be if we don't have you guys's if you guys don't have our back basically and so we want to have your back as well uh when you guys tell us stuff so that's just a personal note for me anyway the rest of my plugs you can follow me on twitter at s-h-o-s-t-o-p-p-a-2-4 that's showstop 24 you can read it at the bottom of the screen right there along with andy's mma for marks you can follow me on my uh what's it called follow me on instagram at podcast.senpai shout out to my boy matt at the uh 
uh, Talk to Kiki podcast, also available on W2M Network. Um, <laughs> we have to figure out what we're going to do with Linktree because fucking penis wrinkle fucking elon musk figured out off air don't fucking said some shit like that about the fucking link trees but regardless all of our socials or at least all of my socials have link trees you can follow um andy and i and our uh, mma for marks endeavors on there you can also follow me with my talk to kicky endeavors as well um as well as my personal uh socials as well so follow us on social follow us also on the mma for marks page just like andy said um, I won't mention, I guess, Rod's page since we didn't clear it with him, but I'm sure it mind. Don't matter. It's okay. Yeah. End of the episode. Here we go. Bye bye for now. See you next year. All right. Okay. Press the button anytime. You can do it when it's fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let that motherfucker ride. <laughs> See you next time on MMA for Marks, motherfuckers. We love you.